Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin wa salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. We find ourselves subhanallah entering the last third of this blessed month. We ask Allah to help us to finish strong. We ask Allah to help us to do our best in these remaining days and nights. Amin ya rabbil alamin. In terms of just 21, there's a portion, the latter portion of Surah Al-Ankabut of Surah 29, all of Surah Al-Rum, the Romans, uh, or Byzantines, Surah 30, and then all of Surah 31, Surah Luqman, all of Surah 32, Surah Sajda, and then part of Surah 33, Surah Al-Ahzab. When, uh, when we look at this, this juz overall, of course, there's always a lot that we can, that we can derive from it. Um, but I want to start with touching upon an ayah that we specifically find in Surah Al-Ankabut, that, again, it's one of those ayahs, whenever you come across it, it always pulls you in. And it always resonates with the believer through both the ups and downs of their lives. And this is actually the last ayah that we find in the surah, in which Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ SubhanAllah, it's one of those ayahs, it's like a magnet for your attention. If someone, if they're casually, because our attention span, it comes and it goes. That's human nature. But this is one of those ayahs when you come across it, it's as if there's this invisible magnetic force that pulls you in extra close. Because this ayah speaks to each and every one of us in different ways. The requirement though for it to be truly relevant to us is for us to put in the work to walk towards Allah Azza wa Jal, to struggle for His sake. You could even say to grind for His sake. Allah says, and for those, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا Allah says, for those who are doing that, for those who are struggling in our path, for those who are trying to do good, they're, they're active believers, they're not passive. They're not sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything, not caring about anything, only worrying about themselves. But these are people who have a very deep concern, not just for themselves, especially in connection with their hereafter. That's always a main priority for them. And that's factored into how they move, how they walk, how they talk, how they treat people, how they spend their time, how they spend their money, where do they make their money from, how do they treat other people. These are the types of people, they always have their akhirah at the forefront of their mind. So when they're on their way to go to the gas station just to put gas in their car, it's something very simple, something that you wouldn't really think twice of. But for this type of person, while they're waiting, when they're putting gas in their car, they're probably doing some kind of dhikr. They're probably keeping their tongue moist with the remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal. Maybe they're, they're filling up gas in the evening and they remember that, you know what, let me recite the last two ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah. There's this constant effort within their capacity to try to put in work for the sake of Allah so long as they're alive on this earth. The key though is to try to remain in the middle. Shaitan works in extremes. One of the goals of shaitan is he wants us to do nothing. Another goal can be to do too much to the point where it results in very quick burnout and then it'll take a very long time to recover from that. So in the long run, in a sense, he accomplished something. 
because there wasn't that longevity that the Prophet sincerely encouraged us to aim for and to prioritize What can I do consistently for the sake of Allah? What can I do consistently to serve this community? What can I do consistently to serve the Ummah? What can I do consistently to serve humanity? And different people have different inclinations. That concept is also mentioned in this ayah. Allah says for those, again, th- th- this ayah is not regarding a casual Muslim sitting on the sidelines. And you know that based on the entirety of the ayah. Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا For those who strive for our sake, Allah says that He will guide them down His paths. Different people have different paths in which they are most effective in serving the community, serving the deen, serving humanity. For one person, their niche may be medicine. How can I use my niche to serve the community? How can I use this skill set to serve the ummah? How can I use it to serve humanity? This is the way the muhsin thinks. Someone else, their niche may be something related to athletics. Nowadays we find Kyrie Irving, we find you know, some professional athletes fasting in the month of Ramadan. Just by doing that, there, there's, a little, there's a little bit of, of gentle da'wah that's done. They're just trying to do their thing as Muslims. But then there, there's some attention given to that. Perhaps the best example of this is Hakim Al-Ajwan. Back in the 90s, when, when even though it was playoff time and it was Ramadan, he was, still, he was still fasting. And actually, his numbers got better, ironically, subhanAllah. Just a very brief side point on that. I'm really not going to go you know, down this path because some of our youngsters may not know who Hakim Olajuwon is and how significant that is. Michael Jordan, arguably the GOAT, Michael Jordan, when he was asked about his top five, Hakim Olajuwon was his center. Just to put things in perspective, as good as he was, his priority was his deen. Different people have different areas of expertise, but how can I use this in a way to bring me closer to Allah and hopefully to encourage other people to come closer to Allah Azza wa Jalla as well? Allah says that for those who are willing to struggle and strive in His path, He'll guide them in their own different lanes. And then what's the capstone to the ayah and the surah? And there's no doubt Allah is definitely with the muhsinin. People of ihsan, not just randomly here and there, but constantly working on their ihsan. Constantly trying to put forth the best for Allah Azza wa Jal. Trying to put forth the best for the community. So when these people give charity, they're not giving the old smelly socks that no one is going to accept. They're going and buying brand new socks so they can donate that because they understand that when I'm doing this act, this deed, if I'm truly doing it with ihsan, then I need to give something that I would be okay with receiving if somebody came to my house and offered me a gift. It may be a little odd if somebody gave some socks, but the point is the quality. Would I be comfortable? It's a very simple test, a very simple filter. 
would I be comfortable receiving this donation item if somebody gave it to me as a gift? If the answer is no, then why would I go and give that to somebody else? What I should do, if I really want for other people what I want for myself, let me buy something new and give that. Or if I'm giving something, even if it's not brand new, but it's in like new condition, truly. Allah is with people of Ihsan. When you look at the Qur'an, it's interesting to note that there, there are different categories of people Allah mentions who He loves. One of those categories, Allah loves Al-Muhsinin. Because they love Allah. And they live their love for Allah. And that's reflected in their sadaqah. That's reflected in their character. That's reflected in how they navigate their lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Moving on to another point, when we look at the beginning of Surah Al-Rum, very briefly, this, especially the first handful of verses, clearly shows us that Allah knows. Allah knows. When you look at the context of it, when you look at when these ayahs were revealed, the Persians, they had just completely destroyed the Romans. But Allah mentions that within three to nine years, the Romans, they're basically going to have a comeback. At the time, it seemed impossible. It's a very precise, specific prediction, and that's exactly what happened. So it's one of those incidents that we find in the Qur'an that should take us, cause us to take a step back and to reflect the only way, the only one who would have known this is God Himself. There's no other way. The only way for this to be, for the, the only way that we can actually process it, this has to be from Allah. Because only Allah would have known that that was going to happen precisely within that duration of time in that, in that way. When we look at the surah after that in Surah Luqman, when you look at the famous passage of Luqman giving advice to his son, that's advice that we should first take ourselves as fathers, and then that's the type of advice that we should pass on to our children. And you notice something, during this passage, the indication is that the whole time the son is listening. The whole time the son is listening. So how can a father make sure to have the ear of the son to the point where the son is genuinely and thoroughly accepting the advice as a young man to be a present, active, and loving father? The indication here is that before this advice, Luqman must have been a present, active, and loving father to earn that place in the heart and the ear of his son such that when he gives him advice, the, the son's ears are wide open and he, he's just soaking it up and taking it in. It requires effort. That idea especially applies when it comes to parenting. When you look at Surah Sajda, within the Surah there are two clearly distinct groups, one for better, one for worse. May Allah make us from among the better. And then when you look at Surah Al-Ahzab, it's very clear how there were different responses from the Sahaba of the Prophet, the companions of the Prophet عنهم, and the hypocrites. Both living in Medina, one responded with the response of Iman and trust. And for, 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 the, for the other group, the worst came out of them. بِأَلْسِنَةٍ hidad. They had extremely sharp tongues and uh, So they were just running their mouths left and right. Look at the difference in the response in terms of living Iman. 
in a sense, and I'll conclude with this, one group responded with a response that included gratitude. As difficult and pressing as it was, they understood the concept that pressure makes diamonds. Pressure makes diamonds. On the other side, it was the exact opposite. One group resulted in shining more, and the other group resulted in blemishing their own reputations in human history. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to illuminate our hearts and our faces with Iman. We ask Allah for His light in this life and the next. Rabbana atmim lana nurana wa ghfir lana inna ka'ala kulli shayin qadir. Wa akhiru dawa alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.